Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Slim Radio News. I am Michela Grasso and I'm going to be your only host today because unfortunately I've been left alone. Nobody else could join today. So here I am keeping up the good work. And I see it as an opportunity because I'm going to be here ranting about every fucking thing. So don't worry. Normally somebody asks me, how are you, Michela? Well, I'm doing like shit today. So I'm sorry, guys. I'm on my period and I've had a super stressful day. I have my last exam. So yeah, this is it. And it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode. Uh, we only have two news today. And a lot has been going on in the world this week. We've seen like crazy protests in Colombia, in Palestine, this Chinese thing throwing down from the sky, whatever, <laughs> falling down from the sky, whatever, that is also like a clickbaiting news. Uh, we've seen so much um, uprising in the past months and it seems like it's just never ending. And I do want to start with Colombia uh, because I think it is so important. In the past week, we've witnessed a gigantic anti-government protest. As you may know, the president of Colombia is Ivan Duque. And he's a kind of right-wing liberal guy. And he decided uh, the 15th of April to put in place a new tax reform, which was going to raise uh, around $6 billion of dollars in the next 10 years to relaunch the um, Colombian economy. But this tax reform was favoring the wealthy and was very much hit on the lower class. So it was going to be really heavy on families that have lost their jobs, whatever. And we have to notice that Colombia is one of the economies that lost the most due to the pandemic. Its economy shrank by 6.8%. This is insane. And in 2020, it has the worst performance in half a century for the country. And not only the unemployment is super high, 16.8%, and 42.5% of the population lives in poverty, which is uh, 50 million people. Not only Colombia, has also a lot of issues related to the refugee situation because it's welcoming millions, million, millions of people from Venezuela. So this is also a weigh on the economy. And due to this new tax reform, since the poor people were going to be the one the hardest hit, people started to protest like crazy. So every, everything started the 28th of April in Cali, which is a Colombian city. And from there, it spread all over. In the past week, there have been almost 30 people dead. I mean, the um, numbers are not certain. There are those who say 37, those who say 25. But yeah, there have been many deaths. Um, 80 people have disappeared and 800 people have been wounded, mostly by the police. And there has been an increase in police violence like never before, like scenes that I've seen on online and I was just shocked by that, honestly. So yeah, it's crazy. And tens of thousands of people are everywhere around the street. There is so much anger against inequality and poverty, even though the tax reform has then been withdrew from the government because, of course, the government never thinks when they make programs to how the people are going to take it, you know, poorer people. They think, oh, we can stretch as much as we can. And yeah, not get a really a response. But then they do get a response and then they regret the decision. They say it was wrong. They say, let's make another tax reform. So it is the perfect proof that protests do work. Uprisings are useful <laughs> and uh, we, should, we should keep doing them because that's how we change the world. And Latin America is going through a lot lately. The, it has been super hard hit by the pandemic, uh, especially countries like Brazil and Peru. And also there have been recent elections, for example, in Ecuador, which just lost, uh, you know, it was a very strong left-wing stronghold in Latin America, and now it's a right-wing stronghold. And Peru also just had elections, um, and it will have more elections now in June. 
between two candidates, one extremely right wing, which is um, Fujimori, the daughter of the old dictator. And uh, I don't remember the name of the other guy, but he's an extreme uh, left wing. So there are so many opposites in Latin America. It's so interesting. And I also just want to briefly mention uh, a news that I read this morning and I thought it was so interesting that in Brazil, in Rio, there has been one of the most violent uh, police crackdown on on a favela in Rio, which led to the death of 25 people. And those who witnessed it um, were f- completely shocked because the police came into houses and started shooting people because they thought, oh, they're criminals. And it was like execution style, so very, very dictatorship-like. And this is really wrong. And, you know, we think, oh, these places are full of, you know, the favelas of criminality and, yeah, they're kind of like these ghettos and... There is no hope there, but the hope that is missing there, that is lacking, it's due to our actions. So it's due to how we treat it badly, how we don't give it any opportunity, any possibility. So I just want to give it a quick chance, a quick shot to to that. And yeah, you might have seen so much on Latin America in the past months on social media. And it's really important to give attention to this part of our world because so much change is happening there. The population is growing. So it's really going to be the theater of a lot of important social issues and social changes. And the other thing that I would like to point out today is that when this podcast is out, it's Mother Day, the 9th of May. And it's an important day. I've never really celebrated it in Italy. It's not that important. For example, when I lived in the US, I remember everybody's so excited about Mother's Day, bringing gifts to their moms. <laughs> I've never really done that. And I feel super bad about it, also for Father's Day, to be honest. And uh, it's going to be full of social media posts like, Oh, I love my mom, respect mothers. But I mean, we should respect mothers every day. Mothers have been so hardly hit during the pandemic, especially mothers of children, not mothers of like adult people. Just in Italy, so many women have lost their jobs due to the pandemic. They had to give up voluntarily their jobs because their children were at home. Maybe they didn't have enough money for babysitting. Maybe their fathers were working full time, making more money than the mothers. Maybe the grandparents are far away or dead or whatever. So it is always the mothers that have to give up everything in order to care for the family. And they especially give up their own life and their own realization. And this is really important to remember. And I would really like for governments all over to take this issue seriously and, you know, give more considerations to mother and girl all over the world. And uh, yeah, the situation is not better in other countries. Of course, Europe, you know, we see it as developed, let's say developed, even though it's a wrong word. And there are countries who are developing, also this one is a wrong word, where there are so many problems with young women who are, you know, getting through very harsh pregnancies. They don't have the medical facilities. And it's also all due to, you know, our colonialism, capitalism, whatever. And this is also something that we must take into account that uh, just because we live fairly and because our moms are fine and they live a good life doesn't mean that mothers all over are getting a good life. They're getting the right opportunities. And it's always women that pay for it. And we see the same in Europe with uh, unpaid work. Women work so much more unpaid work than men. I had a statistics here in front of me before and now I, I can't find it anymore. So... Yeah, uh, ah, yeah. I found one that during lockdowns, European women dedicated 18.4 hours per week on cooking and housework compared to 12.1 hours for men. So uh, this is during lockdown. Before it was 15.8 hours for women and 6.8 hours for men. This is crazy. This is ridiculous. Every week 
So this is unpaid work and this is unrecognized paid work that women do every single day, that mothers do every single day. And this has a profound effect on mental health, on possibilities, on career. So this has to be acknowledged. And especially another thing that I want to point out is the lack of um, father, like, I don't know, paternity leave. That's how you say it in English, paternity leave. For example, in Italy, we don't really have paternity leave. Yes, some work do, some jobs do, some positions, but most of them don't have a serious one. And this is really affecting the, con the way in which fathers leave their children and the way in which we see fathers and children. So, yeah, the rights of mothers pass through the duty of fathers, through the duties of fathers. Them. This sounds like some inspirational quotes for some political campaign. I have to write it down. And, yeah, so, so much has happened. I would have liked to say more news, but I've had a super stressful day. And, yeah, I'm super sad that nobody's here with me. And there is so much to talk about that I would like to discuss with other people as well. But we will be back. We will be back next week with better news and more information. And I just want to give a shout out to everyone and say to keep keep up the good work and check the news on social media because that's super important. And that's where all like marginalized social groups have the stronger voices, especially in situations like Colombia, Brazil or Palestine, which is another big topic that we talked about in last week's podcast. So if you're interested in the Israeli occupation of East Jerusalem and the West Bank, please check out last week's podcast. And I would like to end this podcast with an amazing version of Bella Ciao that I found that was sang in the Colombian protest the other day. And I think it's so representative and it makes me so proud that an Italian resistance song has been used by people that are facing oppression all over the world. So here it is and have an amazing week. Una mañana, 